Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Weekend Superheroes Podcast. Today is September 28th. 8th. You almost had back. it. Guys, we have so much to cover today, so we're going to do this as quick as we possibly can. We're going to introduce your character. We're going to start to my left, Darius. Darius, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling amazing right now. I feel this is going to be the greatest podcast ever. On the top, oh my on the top five God. list. Wow, Darius After is drunk. This week. <laughs> Wait, like and, our um, top five? Or Darius, just... we don't number things. There are no particular order. <laughs> yeah. Studies show that we don't number things. <laughs> Darius, I got a question for you. And this oh, is right off the bat. Yeah, no, this is important, actually. So we're going to ask you, actually, it's a uh, sort of a dual question. Number one, what's your zombie safe haven in the event of a zombie apocalypse? Your zombie safe haven and your weapon of choice, but it cannot be a firearm of any kind. My zombie hafe safe haven. Hafe <laughs> saving. <laughs> it's my hafe saving, yeah? <laughs> what is your hafe saving? <laughs> um, uh, can I you do this in British? <laughs> My safe heaven would be my buddy's house who owns quite a few guns yeah. than I do. Um, I would feel more safe there than other place. Those are fantastic words. Hey, Pat. <laughs> but he didn't say even, his weapon. Were they even worse? <laughs> his weapon. Do you really want to move on from this? <laughs> <laughs> he owns quite a few guns than I do. Pat, how you feeling today? Uh, better than Darius. <laughs> A What's your weekend. fave saving <laughs> in case of a zombie apocalypse? And what would be your weapon of choice given no firearm? All Go. right. My fave saving would be uh, Walmart. They got everything. They have weapons. They have food. Cheapest dirt. But here's the thing, though. Everyone's going to go there. Well, so you're going to have to battle off everybody else. Oh, that's just for what's part, of, that's part of the perks is you get to kill all the people of Walmart. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Dave, we've all wanted to. Um, do you want to know my weapon or? Yeah. Let's go back to Darius. Yeah, we skipped that part because I completely skipped that. Well, are we going to tack back around to that? Or? I'm sorry. Pat, what would be your weapon of choice given no firearm? Uh, I think I'd have to go with a bow and arrow. It's quiet. It's got range. Yeah, but say there's like 90 of them coming at you. What's a bow and arrow going to do? Uh, kill them <laughs> when I shoot them. As long as they <laughs> stand in line. What's your, what's your big move here? Okay, sorry. Bow and arrows. I'm going to have more than one arrow. <laughs> yeah. Steve, you're how are you going to have like today? a quiver on your back? Like, oh, like, yeah. Okay. I, I feel all right. Yeah. Better than I felt this weekend, but I feel all right. Now. All right. Good. I see we're moving forward. Yeah. Um, Steve. Hi. What's your hafe saving? My hafe saving. And then what is your uh, zombie weapon of choice? Um, no fire on. He won't even worry about the weapon, so just don't yeah, worry about okay. it. Uh, my hafe saving would be uh, <laughs> T Dog's house, our buddy. Seven. Trevor, yeah, is his name. okay, Trevor, and, yeah. And why would we go to Trevor's house? Because, well, I can't use a firearm, but he's got a lot of them, so he's gonna keep me safe because you know we're we're buds. That's adorable, buds. Yeah, yeah. not uh, bad. But my weapon of choice, I would have to go Michonne style that samurai sword. Samurai. Yeah, yeah. I like it's, it. I mean, it's it's pretty sweet. Let's talk about uh, who, what movie scared the bejesus out of us. One that really. Cut us to the core. Mm. The yeah. notebook. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. That oh dude, that, that whole love concept? Yeah. Uh-uh. Scares me. With one person for the rest of your life? Like my God. imagine being stuck in that one moment yes. in time for all that time. And then all Wait, of a sudden Am I the only one that's never seen the notebook? I've actually Shut never up. I've actually never seen it either. Really? Uh, I've never it's a seen movie. it. Who 
who's seen it here? Hey, uh, that's a great movie. Uh, yeah, just just Steve then. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I've seen your Netflix queue. I will swear it to just God says, that like, I've the never and then, like, seen it. The five notebook, times the notebook spelled wrong. Yes, I love it. It's all these No, they have good soundtracks. Can we talk real? A scary movie that scared the shit out of us. Something that we won't forget, and that has really instilled this nightmarish bullshit into our mind. All right, does it have to be like an actual scary movie? It doesn't. Okay, scary moment. Uh, It doesn't. A movie that has really stuck with you. That no matter what, you can't shake. The one that scared the shit out of me was a Matt Damon movie. I think it's called Contagion. Oh, yep, yep. Like, I saw that. Oh, man. Like, they get this super bug, and, like, someone gets on a plane, and it just starts oh, spreading nope. around yeah. the world. And <laughs> and I have some friends that are in the medical field, and they're nope. like, you know what the scary thing is? That's real. Is that could happen <laughs> yeah, pretty no easily. Oh, right. So a lot of these can actually... Steve. Um, I mean, there's not a lot of scary movies that I've... Like, now I'm just like, eh, whatever. But... The first time I tried watching The Exorcist, I was by myself at my parents' house in the basement with the lights off at about yeah. 2 a.m. And I made it about three minutes into the movie yeah. when, like, the her, the she has a candle in the attic. Yeah. And it, uh, like, yeah. flames up. I was like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Shit yourself. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to watch this. I'm, I'm done. How, yeah. how old were you? Uh, Probably, like, 12. I was like, nah, I'm right. 25, 26. <laughs> I thought it was, like, last week. <laughs> <laughs> but now, I mean, I can watch any of that shit. It's not... Actually, you know what? No. The Skeleton Key. Did you ever see that movie? I did. That I love the skeleton scared key. the shit out of me. Yeah. And I was probably 23 or 24 when yeah. I watched that. Because Black Magic and Voodoo, that shit is scary. Did you know The Exorcist was based on a on a real event? So they say. One, it wasn't a girl. It was a boy. Two, they mentioned nothing about the Ouija board. Which, by the way, next podcast, we're doing the Ouija board. Ouija board. We're going to do it. Okay, guys. we got to move on. It's Halloween time again, and you know what that means. Razor blades inside of Snickers. No, 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 Darius. That means women can go dress in as little clothing as they want and call it a sexy costume. Oh, well, yes, but no. Horror movies. And you can't spell horror without our next guest, right? Uh, He's been referred to as the godfather of gore and the sultan of splatter. Uh, He has transformed the horror and the splatter movie genre. Uh, His work can be seen in such movies such as Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. He's got... uh, Creep show under his belt, The Burning, Friday the 13th movies, the co-creator of actual Jason Voorhees. Yeah, I'm talking you up, Tom. <laughs> um, the actor, director, stuntman, and award-winning special effects makeup artist, Tom Savini. Tom, how are you? Just peachy. A <laughs> <laughs> couple, couple of things. I saw that Herschel Gordon Lewis just passed away, and no. he was the godfather of Gore, so I guess it's passed on to me. Yeah, you're the heir by default. Congratulations. Yeah. I just got back from Kentucky uh, for a meeting with the uh, the Friday the 13th game people. Have you heard about that game? I, I actually have. I pre-ordered the uh, on the Kickstarter, and I was super excited about it, and the trailer looks awesome. Yeah, 40 million people have tuned into that trailer. Holy hell. Oh, wow. Oh, goodness. Uh, how were you involved in that? I created all the kills and uh, uh, a new Jason, a new Jason, a Jason that kind of takes place between the third movie and the final chapter, which I, I did. That's awesome. Final chapter, that was with uh, Corey Feldman, which was not even close to the final chapter, right? I mean, that was... Well, it was called the final chapter because they really thought that was going to be the last one. <laughs> <laughs> how many How many of they did they actually think those were going to be the last one? He always comes back, doesn't he? 
Well, um, they, the fourth one made so much money that I, I think we're going to see a, a Friday the 13th part 13, you know, I hope it, I hope it never ends. I hope it never ends. I, I love and Halloween, that. Halloween this year falls on Friday the 13th. Oh yeah, it does. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. I didn't even realize that, Tom. I appreciate that. <laughs> Tom, you were born and raised here in Pittsburgh. In uh, this house. In in the same house you're living in. Yeah, I've been here seventy years. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. I, I was see that every day. Uh so how was it how was life for you growing up in the burg? Well, I was a kid in the fifties and that was to me that was the best time to exist. I was eight years old when the Creature from the Black Lagoon played at the Plaza Theater up the street. Uh, so the fifties was my favorite time. That was that was the the great horror movies. You know, Curse of Fra- not Curse of Frankenstein, uh, Teenage Frankenstein, and the Creature from the Black Lagoon, and Rodan and Godzilla, and all those great things. You know, so uh, that's what my early childhood was like. I went to a Catholic school. I went to Central High School. You know, um, Central Central Catholic High School. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's why I graduated from there as well. What year? Uh, oh, what were we? Oh, oh, two. I was oh, behind two. you. Oh, two. I was oh, two. Oh, two. That's like last month. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated in '64. <laughs> Is that it? Oh, so you're a young buck. I see. Now I can see why we look exactly like. We should probably bring up the fact that we look a little like. Uh, there were some pictures we were comparing. I gotta know. Um, and you can, you don't have to tell me the truth, but. 32 years ago, did you have a romantic night with an Irish Catholic woman named Diane? Diane? Should I check how many Dianes I've been with? <laughs> <laughs> 32 well, years ago. What's her last name? Uh, it, it, it uh, would have been... I guess that was, uh, that's my last Dance. name. Yeah, now i got to beep oh, that out. You think you're my son. Uh, you're right. That's what I'm going uh, for, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Awesome. I think I like you're it. belaboring that point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, Darius had a question for you, Darius. Who is your film industry influence? Well, um, beginning with Lon Chaney, you know, the silent screen actor. Ah, the man of a thousand faces. You got it. That's what, that's the movie that I saw at the Plassey Theater that changed my life. Uh, J- James, you know, I was just a tiny kid loafing on the corners until that's... I saw that movie. And then, uh, I was shining shoes in this neighborhood to buy makeup, you know? Oh, wow. But that movie changed my life. So Lon Chaney and then uh, Jack Pierce, of course. Um, Dick Smith. Dick Smith is like the greatest influence because he shared his secrets. That's how I got to learn, you know, all the stuff. You're also sharing your secrets. Um, you have a school and you have a couple books out. And you uh, did some things with uh, George Romero. Well, that's why I wrote the books because, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't, you couldn't find out anything. Uh, everybody, you know, they were holding on to their secrets, except Dick Smith. You know, he shared everything. Wow. Everything we do today, Dick Smith invented, and we're just enhancing it and making it better, you know. That's awesome. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah. There's Fluffy. Oh, hey, Fluffy. <laughs> That's the actual Fluffy from Creepshow. That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that is that the original? That's not the original, is it? That's a sculpture I just did uh, of him. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's that awesome. is amazing. <laughs> um... So, okay, uh, I don't know if a lot of people even know this about you, but you did a tour of duty of combat uh, as a cameraman in Vietnam. That's true, correct? I was a combat photographer. And how difficult was that for you, and and as sick as this might be to ask, I mean, how did that attribute to your future in Hollywood? Well, it contributed a lot. I mean, people think that my uh, interest in 
special makeup effects began in Vietnam, but it began when I was 11, as I've said. Vietnam was a lesson in anatomy, you know, um, because, you know, my I have a reputation. My effects are super realistic, and it's because I saw the real stuff. I'm the only makeup artist that has seen the real stuff, you know. My job was to photograph the bodies, you know. Oh, man. Wow. That's got to be pretty intense. I'm imagining that yeah. had a little bit of an effect on you. Well, I, I felt a safety behind the camera. Plus, when I looked at the stuff, my attitude was, how would I, how would I create that, you know? Really? Right out the gate like that? How would I create that? that How would I create awesome. that with makeup materials? Yeah, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Steve, did you have a question for him? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I saw a picture of you. Uh, There's actually a picture of you while you were getting tattooed. Uh, I think it was on your left shoulder you were getting tattooed, and you had something on your right shoulder. And uh, as somebody with tattoos myself, I have a few that mean a lot to me. Uh, what tattoos do you have, and do they have like meaning to you, or are they just something that you kind of got on a whim? No, no, I uh, I have the exact same thing on both shoulders, the exact same thing. Um, my brother, Henry, is a tattoo artist. Oh. And along about when I was 55, I thought, you know what, I, I he's 90 years old right now. Uh, I thought, I, I, sh I need to get a tattoo from my brother, you know. So it was... Um, yeah, can we see it? This, um, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Well, no, that's not it. The tribal skull. Yeah, I see the tribal. The tribal skull was his. Okay. And then this. Whoops. <laughs> screwing up. This. Uh, that skull. This skull oh wow. That's uh, that's Paul Acker's. Um, this guy, uh, Paul Booth, is his mentor. So, this was my brother, Paul Acker did this and then George Romero's son put the points on it. <laughs> That's oh, wow. amazing. So it's three people that have done that. And, uh, got the same on both shoulders. Yeah, it's the same on both. As you can see. Oh, very, yeah. Very cool. That's pretty That's sweet. Awesome. I noticed you got some names as well. Uh... Oh, um, yeah, this is um, my grand. This is my daughter, Leah. Leah. Nice. This is her son, James. Look at that. Oh. And now I've got to put Carson down here. That's her, her newest son and my newest grandson. Oh, nice! Congratulations. Kind of nice yeah. uh, getting actual meaning, meaningful tattoos, right? Yeah. yeah. That isn't a Savini tattoo. I don't know what it is. Hey, uh, and so in 1996, uh, you were in Dust Till Dawn with uh, George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino. Um, 95. 95, excuse me, I'm it sorry. It probably didn't come out till 96. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess that's where I saw it. Um, did you do the makeup and special effects for that as well? I know you were in it, obviously. As... No, no, I was only in that. Okay. And um, so but how... I, just, I also just did six episodes of the Dusk Till Dawn TV series. I noticed there was a little spinoff, and, and um, you play Bert, is that correct? I haven't seen it. I, I meant to... Yeah, the to... I watched the latest episode last night. Well, I got to ask, come on. There's no, from IMDb, telling me there's no sex machine. Where is the yeah, sex Jake, machine? Jake Busey. He is the sex machine? Jake, Jake Busey is sex machine. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And how is it working with, uh, with him? <laughs> well, they purposely, they purposely wrote in some rivalry between the two of them. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> like the, the, first time I, the first time I see him as a character, I just killed this creature that's been terrorizing the world and Jake Busey is there and his leather is like sex machine, you know, huh. and the ranger is there. So and I say hi to the ranger and I look at Jake and I go, 
what the hell are you supposed to be? <laughs> she says, well, I have a PhD in archaeology, and some people call me sex machine. And I, I kind of look them up and down and go, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, all right, so I know you did uh, some work on uh, Django Unchained, 2012. That's what it came Yeah. Um, you... We're responsible for the docs. I actually heard another interview responsible for the dog scene. Anyway, is that your first time working with the with the animals? Um, yeah, yeah. Bullet, Bullet and King. They were Belgian Malinois shepherds. They already sound frightful. Yeah, Why I'm would terrified. You? Yeah. Well, the trainer. Like I, had a, I had a 15 minute training session with them. <laughs> 15. The minutes. trainer said to the dogs. Stand up, sit down, turn left, move, you know, look up. The dogs, like they understood English. They did anything he said. So he said, okay, I'm going to make the dogs go crazy now. And I, want, <laughs> I want you to hang on to them. Okay. So he, he did this gesture, and the dogs dragged me on my knees 30 feet. Into the <laughs> it, was like, it was like holding back a car. Oh, jeez. Oh, I, I eventually was able to brace myself, and I was able to you know, hold them back. And uh, there was one, there was one scene where um, um, we, the slave is up the tree. Josh is up the tree. I think his name was D'Artagnan in the movie. And Leonardo DiCaprio pulls up in the carriage and he says, shut these dogs up. I can't hear myself think. And uh, the guy next to me was supposed to say, get these dogs out of here. But he's screaming and he's yelling, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I look and the dogs are attacking him. Bit him on the ass cheek and dragged him to the ground by his ass. Tore <laughs> <laughs> his pants off. Oh, his, no. his ass looked like Mars. Oh, oh no. come oh, on, man! So Quentin called lunch. You know, we all went to lunch. But the guy came back after lunch with a new wardrobe, and we did the scene again. But this time, he said, "You know." Uh, Shut these, uh, get these dogs out of here. And I went to grab the dogs, and now the dogs have attacked me on my arm. Oh, Jesus. So, but I continued the scene. I had a dog hanging off my arm until Quentin was the old cut, you know. And um, it, it wasn't the teeth that hurt, it was the pressure of oh, the. Oh, yeah. Just crushing the trainer me. said The trainer said the reason I still have my arm is because the dogs are trained to attack stunt pads, and they didn't fill pads on my arm, so. Uh... They kind of gave me. They kind of gave me a break. You know? oh, a little leeway there. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's not as soft as it should be. We should maybe pull back a little bit. Uh, so you directed Night of the Living Dead, uh, nineteen ninety. Uh, yeah. Okay. It was a. Uh, it was a remake, right, of George Romero's uh, yeah. nineteen sixty-eight black and white white classic. Um, yeah. Was it? Uh, nerve-wracking doing that? Did you feel the pressure from George? Did he ask you to do it? How did how did you get that gig? And and how, were you scared of living up to uh, the the original? Well, George said um, we got another gig. Uh, we're going to be doing a remake of Night of the Living Dead, and I thought, great, I'm going to be making zombies again. He said, no, no, I want you to direct it. Ooh. So, um, uh, but he wasn't there. He had to go. He had to go to Florida and write the dark half. He had a deadline for that. Um, but it was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> um, the movie itself is only about 30% of what I intended to do. Um, there was just no time. There was just no time. I completely prepared and shot the movie on paper. And I had, I had 600 storyboards made. Oh, wow. And when George saw them, you know, when George saw them, he said, uh, well, 
you've got a six week movie up there, but you only have four weeks to shoot it, you know? Jeez. Oh, so, um, you know, he wasn't there. He went back to Florida. He came back toward the end to help us combine scenes because he's a master right. editor, you know. But uh, I hated the movie for a long time. But then I went to a midnight screening. Um, I forget where. Maybe the Pittsburgh filmmakers or something. Okay. No, no, it was in the. It was at the the Waterworks Waterworks Cinema, and um, you know I had, did a Q and A at eleven before the movie. And I wasn't going to sit down and watch it, but I did. It was the first time I saw it objectively, the first time I saw it as a stranger. And it's really good. The acting is terrific. The suspense <laughs> is there. So I don't feel bad about what I didn't get to do anymore. You know, I think it's, it stands on its own. People tell me it's one of the better remakes that they've seen. I, I would have to agree. I think everyone here agrees, too. I Absolutely. Uh, yeah. If you even thought about that, I'm not even blowing smoke up your ass. I, I love that film. Yeah. Great. And Great. I, I bet there's so many people, maybe probably a little younger than me, that probably don't even know that that is a remake. Uh, my assistant, uh, he said he saw it when he was a kid, and it was like one of his favorite movies, yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's <laughs> right. got to be nice to hear. That is. It's got to be nice to hear. Uh, special effects, makeup artist, champion, right? So Friday the 13th, 1980, uh, you helped create Jason Voorhees. What was uh, the inspiration behind that? Where did you come up with that? I mean, it's a guy in a hockey mask yielding a, a machete, and it has haunted the dreams and nightmares. Of well, he didn't, he didn't have a hockey mask when I created him. He was just a kid. The mother was the killer in the movie, and uh, the kid was just uh, oh, yeah. A kid that drowned, and the kid wasn't even, you know, in the movie except, you know, in the flashback sequences. And uh, and I had this, I had this argument with Betsy Palmer, who played the mother, you know, because she said, "Well, no, we never found the body." You know, he. Uh, so I said, "Well, what's that mean? He climbed out of the lake, and you know, he for thirty-five years he was eating crayfish and surviving." <laughs> and but she says, "Yeah, they didn't find the body." So, but he, the, his makeup, his, his look was, I, it was a guy in my neighborhood, a guy in Bloomfield, you know, that I, that I saw when I was a kid, a bum, uh, Bill, Bill Bailey was his name. One ear was lower than the other. He had kind of a Quasimodo eyes, you know. So I based his look on that guy, but of course I made him bald, you know, with kind of a, a large, like a pinhead, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, all right. So, um, smoke and mirrors, um, I got a chance to watch some of it. I couldn't watch it all, but you got a lot of praise. Uh, Danny Trejo, Alice Cooper, Danny McBride. Where did you Where did you get to see it? No, no, I just saw it. there was like the the preview. Oh, a trailer. Part of the trailer, yeah. yeah There's yeah. two of them out there, and uh, I mean, guys, talking you up. Uh, Greg Nicotero, producer from The Walking Dead, says he's here. He's here in town. I was going to say, is he right there really? in your house? Yeah. He... yeah, when he said he's here, I was like, wait a minute, is he off camera? If it was If it was tomorrow at one o'clock, he'd be here. Oh, that's very oh, cool. Man. That's Something very cool. Is... His uncle Sam Nicotero passed away, and that's oh. why he's here. Oh, but he right. was here over oh, the weekend. He was here over the right. weekend for his dad's 80th birthday and his high school reunion. And but I was in Kentucky, so I didn't get to see him. Huh. So I'm driving back from Kentucky. He calls me and says, "Oh, Sam died." And I've directed Sam. I've worked with Sam before in movies. Wow. So he has to come back for the funeral. That's tomorrow. Unbelievable. Well, I guess uh, that sort of answers my next question. Are you uh, are you working with him? Are you in cahoots with him doing anything kind of fun that you can talk about? Or uh... 
Nothing I can talk about. Nothing you can talk about. Oh, damn. <laughs> right. some, secret, some secret shit going yeah. on. Uh, I know we're running out of time, but I just got to ask you, um, you got the school, Tom Savini Special Makeup Effects Program. You can they, Kids can walk away with an actual associate's degree. Yeah. How neat is that? So what made you want to teach? Well, I've been approached many times about starting a school. Uh, the Art Institute in Pittsburgh wanted me to put my name on their program and uh, but then they never called back, you know, so I thought, you know, that was bullshit. And then Joe Blasco's school in Florida and Calais wanted me to join, put my name on it. And then he never called back. So when the real guy, Jeff Brescia, who's the president of my school, when he called, I didn't believe him and I just ignored him. And this guy was ready with the cash. And, you know, so I finally went to a meeting with him and he just convinced me and I signed right on the spot. Uh, that was 15, we, 16 years ago. We just celebrated our 16th anniversary. But it's a 16-month program, which is, you know, we're not kidding around. Uh, these other schools are like 11 weeks, four months. Right. You know, we're 16 months in this degree program, and it costs less than those things. And the students come from, from all over the world. I don't know. Are you on Facebook? Have you seen my, I, I've, my posts? I've, I've seen it all. <laughs> I really have. Well, then you saw the last the last class that came in. There were seventy students just Holy came. Holy shit! Wow, That's from all of all over the country. Awesome. And how neat is that? You got to be and proud. They're mostly women. They're mostly women, and that's unusual. I mean, when we first started, it was all guys and an occasional women, but this was mostly women. And there have been Academy Award winning makeup artists, you know, female makeup artists. Was your school? I I feel like it was at Century Three Mall for a little while, wasn't it? No. No. Somebody else's was there though. No, I did a I did Terramania there. Oh, I, that's what it was. Terramania. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I did a haunted attraction there. But we did it we did it near my school for eight years. Okay. All right. Uh, that live. leads that leads me to a question since uh Pittsburgh has a lot of haunted houses around here. Have you been to any of them? And is there one that you no. think has never been to any of them? Not a one. No. I, I went downtown to the strip district to uh had a meeting with the guys that have a, a haunted house there that they wanted me to be involved in, but uh, again, they just they didn't call back. You know, uh, what's the name of the one in the strip district? Do I, uh, do was that Fright Terror Town? Terror Town. Terror Town. That that was it. That was. Oh, it. They yeah. actually said yeah. there were some real hauntings there. I don't know. If yeah. that was I was going to be involved in that, but then that never. They never called you back. That's kind of messed up. Tom, last question uh, before we. I know we're running out of time. Um, oh, we have we have at least uh, you know. Five more minutes. Great. Uh, so you wake up every morning to create creatures to scare the living shit out of everyone. <laughs> what scares Tom Savini? Spiders. Sp <laughs> wow, I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming at all. Spiders. Spiders and razor blades. Ooh. <laughs> razor blades. Yeah, razor blades kind of freak me out a little bit thinking about it. Because if somebody around. comes at you with a straight razor... Yeah, you're getting hey, cut. If somebody comes at me with a spider, I'm not going to like it either. That's right. Well, you're going to get <laughs> up if somebody comes at you with a razor. You know? Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Tom, you got five minutes. You mind uh, playing a little uh, trivia game? We play sure, at the end yeah, of every yeah. one of these games? Okay, fantastic. Hey. Well, the game is called Fact or Fuck, by the way, in case you don't want to say the F word. It's F-U-C-T, so it's not as obscene as it is adorable. Fact or Fucked. Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, filmed in 1960, was the first American film to show a toilet on screen. <sighs> I got to keep my streak no. going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, says Tom says false. What do you say? I'm going to go with uh, fact. That is a fact. 
Oh, <laughs> I know. I just, I just read, I just read. Um, Tom fact checking me. I have this book. <laughs> I have this book. It's four thousand and one weird facts. You know what? I, I probably read that Psycho was the first movie that had a toilet in it. Yeah, I was thinking it was something else. How but... crazy is that, though? Right. All right. Uh, let's actually. My Night of the Living Dead. I wanted a toilet. I wanted to see guys go into the bathroom. They wouldn't let me. Because <laughs> even though I'm even though you're even though you're trapped in a house, I mean you're going to take a leak, you know. And so Constantly, I they, yeah. they didn't want me to do it. All right, Tom. Factor fucked. You ready? The classic Spielberg, Spielberg thriller Jaws, released on June twentieth, nineteen seventy five, had every clock set for six nineteen. In an attempt to foreshadow the exact American release date of the film, but ended up being sixteen hours too late. Fact or fucked? I think that I think I read something like that. I think it's true. That is fucked. I'm sorry, Tom. Oh, I'm sorry, damn. Tom. <laughs> that's... I'm 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 losing a little. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually yeah. Uh, that's, that's usually, usually how... Jason's forte. He's yeah. Sissy Spacek, excuse me, star of the 1976 horror film Carrie was briefly replaced by her sister Elizabeth, or Bethany Spacek, on set while Sissy underwent two back-to-back surgeries for chronic neck and back pain. Bethany can be seen exactly two minutes and 45 seconds of the film's final cut. Fact or fucked? I'm going to say fact. That is fucked. You guys are terrible. I (laughs) feel you're striking out tonight. Tell you what, though. I tell you what, though. Linda Hamilton's sister was in The Terminator when they shot a scene in the mirror of a Terminator. Who was? I'm sorry. Second Terminator. The second Terminator, who was in the and mirror? They were I'm doing sorry. surgery on Arnold Schwarzenegger's back in that abandoned store. <laughs> right. Through the mirror shot, Linda Hamilton's sister, because it wasn't a real mirror. It was real. <laughs> She's in the back. Just yeah, hanging right, out. Exactly. But also, the whole reason that Jason in Friday the 13th jumps out of the lake at the end in, in a dream sequence yeah. right. was because I had just seen Carrie. See, they had no uh... ending to the movie. I says, why can't Jason come back and you know and grab her? Yeah. And they said, we'll make it a dream. So, and it's only because I saw Carrie. When you think the movie is over and the credits are going to roll, yeah. and that fucking hand comes out of the grave and scares the shit out of you. you know, right. So. so that's why Jason comes out of the lake because I had just seen Carrie. That's awesome. All right. I actually went dressed as Jason for Halloween when I was like eight years old. I was you should so show him your shirt. Oh yeah, show him your shirt. We don't have a whole quick, lot of time, so. but come on, show him your shirt. Cool shirt. There it is. <laughs> Your own but creation. I was, just at, I was just at a Friday the 13th convention, so you wouldn't believe the shirts I saw there, all oh, yeah. Jason-related, you know. That uh, might have been the hardest Nintendo game ever. It's impossible to beat. <laughs> what, you mean the old Friday the 13th yeah, game? Yeah, the old Friday. Well, that was a piece of shit. Yeah, it, was, it sucked, but it was it so was hard to beat. You should wait. This one's going to blow your mind. I can't wait. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. All right, Steve. Hi. Here we go. Brad Pitt was originally casted for the role of Ash in the 1992 film Army of Darkness, but eventually went to Bruce Campbell after Pitt turned down the role for the movie Legends of the Fall. Back or fucked? Man, I'm that, has to be un- that has to be fucked because Sam Raimi would not cast anybody but Bruce Campbell. <laughs> I'm going to go with Tom on this one. Tom's I'm right fucked. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, let's go Tom. All right. We're going to uh, play a little audio for you, just a quick one, and it's... Uh, this has to be the last thing, because i got to go. That's fine. That's last, perfect. Last one, and we are out of here. Um, so there's a scream, right? And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the Wilhelm scream. It's a stock... The Wilhelm scream. It's been used over and over again in many movies. It was in Star Wars. 
And there it is. <laughs> he already knew. I think you've already <laughs> beat me, Tom. You've already answered it. <laughs> <laughs> there it was, Tom. I didn't. I was just wondering if you've ever played that in any of your movies. Um. Yes, actually, yes. No way. Which one? Do you remember? Oh, I've done. I've done sixty films. Now. Right. Holy I know. I didn't shit. think you'd remember. I just want to know if you if there was something. No, because that's. that's you're not a movie maker unless you've used the Wilhelm screen. Wilhelm screen. <laughs> it's been in everything. Tom, I'm going to let you go. Thank you. Right, good luck with your show. It has oh, been an honor. It has been an honor and a pleasure. I'm glad Tom. we did it. You bet. Tom, Thanks. I can't thank you enough. I'll see you. See you. Okay, bye. That was the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Tom Savini. We can't thank him enough for coming on the show. And what an awesome guy he was, huh? Uh, if you want to check us out, if you want to find more of uh, the Weekend Superheroes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, our handle is uh, WKND Superheroes. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spreaker, Stitcher. If you want to email us, you can email us at podcast at weekendsuperheroes.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope to hear you back again. Please subscribe. Please give us comments. Send us some love. And until then, remember to podcast responsibly.